The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Hello, friends. Welcome to just another Why Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time. So you may have noticed uh, that was a bit of a monotone. There's not a lot of pep in my step for this open. Of course, uh, already recorded the full body of the podcast that you're going to listen to here in just a little bit. But uh, recording this the following morning. And, you know, I went to bed last night. I was in a great mood. Had a great night hanging out with Ken and Nikki and watching the Super Bowl. Maybe it wasn't a great game, but we had a lot of fun and uh, spent some time together just chit-chatting and, and doing the thing and having some drinks. And, and uh, everything seemed like it was right with the world when we went to bed last night. Of course, for those of you that know me, know that this is not my favorite week of the calendar year. This, of course, uh, is the week that my sister passed away and... You know, heading into this week, I knew what was coming, but uh, I wasn't going to let it get me down. Staying on the positivity, uh, doing doing that thing. And uh, also, as I record this, it's my cousin Andrew's birthday. So, happy birthday to you, Andrew. And uh, by the time you hear this, I will have called you and wished you a happy birthday, but I thought I'd give you a shout out on the podcast. But uh, why am I sounding so down right now? It's actually not because uh, it's the passing of the anniversary of Natalie's passing. It's not any other things. It's simply because of a of a tweet that I received. I didn't receive it. It's a tweet that went out to everyone um, this morning, and quite frankly, it's a, a tweet that really really bummed me out. And it comes from my favorite band, Foo Fighters. And I'll just read you the tweet. Due to a band member injury, Foo Fighters have been forced to reschedule their February 15th and 16th opening weekend at the Fillmore in New Orleans. The February dates have been rescheduled to May 15th and 16th. The band apologizes for any inconvenience caused by the rescheduling. They regret they will no longer be able to christen the Fillmore New Orleans, but promise to bring it in May. So those of you that are aware and been listening to this podcast know that uh, I have tickets for that Saturday night show. It's like a bucket list item, seeing Foo Fighters in a small venue. You may or may not know that... This is now the second time that this has happened to me. I, of course, had tickets for shows in Nashville and Memphis uh, two falls ago. And on the way to Nashville, a tweet goes out. We regret to inform you that Foo Fighters have to postpone the rest of this week's shows due to a family emergency and turned out Dave's mom was sick and he needed to go home to her. Can't fault him for that. Can't fault him for a fact for the fact that someone in the band is injured um, and not, and not able to go. It just really fucking sucks. I Foo Fighters is not a band that cancels or postpones shows lightly. And 
you know, it took a, uh, Dave went on tour with a broken leg. So you know that these guys don't just cancel shows willy nilly. But the fact that this has now happened to me twice, happened to Nikki and I twice, is uh, it's pretty heartbreaking. And the tickets will be honored for the May show. Unfortunately, it's a win. It's a Wednesday or a Thursday night, and uh, you know New Orleans isn't exact. I mean, it's not that far away. I mean, it's a five-hour drive. So I mean, it's not like it's you know a plane. You don't have to get on a plane necessarily, but it's. I've I've done a New Orleans round trip from Houston in a single day once. Not sure that that's something I want to do again. And uh, we got a lot of stuff still coming up this summer in terms of traveling. Um, going to New York in April. Going to Minnesota maybe twice in June. Uh, going once for sure. Nikki's going twice. So uh, to to have to push that schedule back to May to see Foo Fighters. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work out for uh, for a second time. I literally have not been able to see Foo Fighters uh, since I saw them at Gentlemen of the Road in Walla Walla, Washington. Uh, yeah, it just it's not meant to be. I guess maybe I should just stop buying the tickets. Uh, the good news is it's a really popular show and it's a small building. So the the decision now is: Do I hold on to the tickets and try to flip them uh, and make some extra money, uh, or do I submit a request for a refund by the 18th of February and just get my money back? So I guess uh, that decision will come at a later time. So I'm not uh, not in the greatest of moods right now because it just feels like kicked. I I seriously felt like I got kicked in the nuts. But as with all things in life, could definitely be worse. I don't have to work today. I can go blow off some steam, go hang out with Marty and have a couple cocktails and forget about all this nonsense. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm a fortune. I mean, talk about first world problems. I'm, I'm, I'm upset about the fact that I can't go to a fucking concert. So, you know, I, I have perspective on this. I know that like this problem is you know, not exactly the toughest problem to ever have. But when you, uh, when you're getting to cross one of those bucket list items off your list, it, uh, it hurts when it's not going to come through, but we'll, uh, move on to the next thing and, and keep, keep the train moving and keep having fun and, and, uh, you know, be bummed about it today and shake it off. And tomorrow's a new day, right? Right. Exactly. Of course, uh, this is a solo cold open. Uh, Nikki's at work right now. We had some technical difficulties uh, with the JogPod studio. Uh, there's some technical difficulties with the recording uh, of the show last night. Uh, I'll let you to, to decide if you can figure out uh, where that problem was. I, I think you'll be able to pick it out. And then this morning, uh, on the list of things that have been frustrating this morning, I came out uh, into the JogPod studio and... The lights came on, uh, but my computer wasn't on, my mixing board wasn't on, and there was no power to the modem. And uh, they were all plugged into the same outlet, and that outlet doesn't work. Uh, none of the outlets on the on the out, outward-facing walls uh, in this corner of the house are working right now. Fortunately, 
obviously I'm recording this, so I did find some power. I was able to run a uh, extension cord to an outlet on an internal wall that uh, is working. Check the circ, excuse me. Check the circuit breakers. Didn't bring it back on, so who the hell knows what's happening? But the uh, landlords will have to send out an electrician to see if we can't figure this out. But uh, we move forward. We'll uh, we shall overcome because you know this is such a terrible burden for me to bear. I don't have some electricity for some equipment, and I can't go to a concert. So clearly, I'm having the worst day ever. With all that being said, we're going to get to this week's episode uh, taped immediately following uh, the Patriots defeating the Rams uh, in Super Bowl 53. Uh, My man Ken was in the house. Uh, He was hanging out last night and uh, we sat down, turned on the mics and uh, had some good conversation. Not a lot of football talk. I mean, there's some football talk, but not a ton of it. So if you're thinking this is a post-Super Bowl X's and O's breakdown, as I mentioned coming up here in a minute, that's not what we're doing. Uh, the Super Bowl is just a backdrop and a jumping off point uh, for some conversation with Ken and myself. So without further ado, we will get to this week's episode of Just Another White Guys podcast. Let's go jogging. Super Bowl edition of Just Another Why Guys podcast cocktail hour with uh, with the legend himself. No Christian name to follow. Ken is in the building again. What's up, man? What's going on, man? It's good to have you back in the house. You, uh, was, you were here was. for church a couple of weeks ago, and we all got into the party and didn't get into a podcast. So, so uh, you know, but we're here for uh, cocktail hour post Super Bowl edition. Cheers to you. We'll pour one out for the homies, the uh, new continuing dynasty that is the uh, New England Patriots back on top of the world. As It seems like they're always the champs, even though they lost last year. It seems like they're still Super Bowl champions and right. like just keep always winning. Right. So I know you're not super into football, but uh, we just sat and watched that game. That uh, game. I yes, think sir. that uh, except for the last like eight minutes of the game, definitely the most exciting part of the whole uh, afternoon was uh, the commercials. Uh, absolutely. I know, um, you know, we had a, a real big consensus around uh, Backstreet Boys and oh. uh, Ch- what's his name? Chance, Chance the Rapper Chance and Backstreet Boy Dorito commercial. I, yeah. That thing. Oh. I, I have it in my notes. I, di- I didn't realize that I needed a Chance the Rapper Backstreet Boys United tour. Uh, until right now, Backstreet Boys are headed out on tour right now. They just dropped a new album, um, and are headed on the road to. I think I'm pretty sure they're coming to Houston, but uh, unless Chance the Rapper is going to be on stage, I don't think I'll be buying tickets for that show. I wouldn't be surprised if it showed up. That would be amazing. It it kind of would, I, honestly. It it actually kind of would. But just the thought of Chance the Rapper, because dude can sing. 
Like he's just not. I mean, he's got rapper in his name. Dude's got, <laughs> dude's got, dude's got flow. But I mean, that guy can sing too. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh. What can I say though? I mean, I also now want Doritos. It, 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 the whole commercial pissed me off. It's telling me all these things that I can't have. Yeah, right. Because I'm, I can't have that concert. Can't have Doritos. They're not part of. I've already had a lot of things I shouldn't eat today. So. I'm trying to get there though. So let's talk about uh, the the cocktail hour. We usually talk about uh, what we're drinking. So I've changed things up a little bit these days. Um, I am drinking vodka, which is not new, over a lot of ice with uh, two wedges of lemon and Sprite Zero. No sugar and no added sugar in this. It's very delicious. Gets me right where I need to be. This one got salt or no? Refreshing. No salt. No salt. I'm not. I haven't gotten into the salt game yet. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. What the fuck is on my glass here? Got uh, cooties or something. Lime droppings. Something. I don't know. But uh, so yeah, that's what I'm drinking tonight. So cheers to you and cheers to uh, all my joggers out there. I love all you guys. Hope that uh, when you're listening to this in the morning, when you get this, that. Uh, You'll have a cocktail of your own. What are you? Uh, what are you drinking, sir? Uh, I've got that um, apple uh, cognac infused vodka from last time. And Beautiful. Yeah, with, with some ice in it, it's, it's quite nice. We got to. Uh, yeah, that's uh, when we got in on that uh, apple vodka last time you were here. We were hitting it with the apple juice, the double apple. Yeah, mm. that was that was. In fact, a, maybe that's what we should just call it—the double apple. That was a good situation. At the, first, I was the, a little upset that I was like, "Oh no, no apple juice!" And then I had the vodka. I was like, "I'm gonna be a okay." The, the double, the double apple vodka blackout. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's like democracy in action. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, it's an inside joke. I like to make jokes sometimes that only Nikki will get and laugh at. Because even though she's going to hear us recording this podcast, because she's such a loving wife, she will actually listen to the podcast. Uh, so she, so I get the download and the uh, the listen credit. So shout out to Nikki, we appreciate that. Appreciate that, Nikki. What? Uh, so other than the uh, Doritos commercial with Chance the Rapper, what's uh, what was your favorite part of tonight? I mean, the eight, like you said, the seven to eight minutes at the end. That was really when things you know kicked up. Um, but that chance to rapper, you know, <laughs> duet that that was that was actually pretty that was that was, that was pretty fucking hot. So because so, it did it didn't start off with you know Backstreet Boys it was just Chance and then right. they came in and it's like wow. I was like fuck yes a chance to rapper Doritos commercial this is amazing right. and then Backstreet Boys like this is all my favorite things wrapped into one although it would have been better if it was in sync. The problem with NSYNC is Justin got too big. Right. So, like, just like you can't, just, you just can't bring him back. Yeah. 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 It's, it's tough. It's, it hurts. Um, for for those of you who are listening that don't really care about football, Ken doesn't really care about football either. So, this is not going to be like an X's and O's breakdown of the Super Bowl. That's, that's not what we're doing tonight. We're just talking some shit about what we just saw. Because literally the game ended about seven minutes ago from when we recorded this. Oh. What... Uh, what we did know is you – no. Know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you don't watch a lot of sports. Right. 
Is that the most time that you spent watching football this entire football season? Actually, it is. Is it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Were you uh, – had you heard, some, you know, uh, scuttlebutt around the internet about all of the offense in the NFL this year or anything like that? Nothing like that. So because like, the whole year has been offense, offense, offense galore, just all kinds of points. There was a, there was a game that was like over 100 points combined scored. Holy Both shit. teams scored like 50 fucking points. It was crazy. That's insane. We get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. We roll into the fourth quarter. 3-3. Three, three. In this 3-3. Three, three. So, shout out to anyone that bet the under. <laughs> the way under. For uh, make it, for booking that win. He had to feel comfortable rolling into the fourth. I, th- the, I think the over-under was 56 points. So, there was six points. There's no way anyone – there's no 50 points getting scored in that fourth quarter. So you could rest easy with uh, with that bet. And for those of you that don't know what an over-under is, it's a, it's a combined point total of the two teams. And uh, you can make a wager for money, and you pick a side. So they're either over or under. So that's how that works for all you non-betting folk out there. Um. So this was a tough night for you on, on a couple of other fronts. Besides the fact that you're not a huge football fan, um, there were several commercials yes. that were trigger points for you. There were for things that you absolutely hate, right? And are creeped out by. We'll, we'll get to the one that came up second. We'll we'll get to that one first because uh, I, I think we're going to need to delve deeper into the first one in in a minute. But uh, so. I, I, I know what it is. I don't I don't remember the initials. It's A R is A R D M? No, no, no. So the one you're talking about, this is the one where the girl was whispering yeah, like yeah, yeah. into the microphone and tapping size of glasses and doing all that shit. It's called ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, right. and it stands for um autonomous sensory meridian response. Basically it's a complicated name for tingles that yeah. you would get like the rush of energy that you'll get um up your spine or up your back whenever something exciting um or provocative or something that that moves you happens right and the interesting thing about it is that it's a as far as the name is concerned it's a relatively new phenomenon yeah and believe it or not was discovered by this female a computer security researcher in uh, New York. And it, it was, um, or I shouldn't say discovered because it's something that we all have, right? It's innate. But it was named only as of 2010. So before that, there was never a name for it. It wasn't recognized in any medical text. And now you have a bunch of videos out there where people are whispering into mics and, you know, running their fingers up inside to down, you know, upside and downside glasses and whatnot. And a lot of it is nonsense, you know, quite frankly. Um, But that doesn't mean that the phenomenon itself is not real. It's just that a bunch of the stuff that's out there that you'll often see, like on YouTube, for example, is um, very cringy, to say the least. So it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't leave that, that wholesome taste in, you know, in my mouth that, <laughs> that I'm looking for. 
What what kind of things do leave a wholesome taste in your mouth these days? Oh man, I, I can I can think of a couple, and I just may say about them in the next twenty four hours or so. <laughs> maybe I don't. Know. Maybe maybe you never know what can happen. It's, you never know, man. Right? You, you never know what can roll around the corner. You never know. Mm. I gotta say, like I've never been like a club soda or a uh, sparkling water kind of person. Sure. I'm really getting into this. I mean, this Sprite Zero thing, it's got a little bit more lemon-lime than, than uh, like a club soda does. So with the extra lime in there, it's really it's, it's really hitting the notes that I want. And it's and it's interesting for me because... Good word. I've, I, 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 for a long time when I would make my cocktails, my cocktails were real sugary. Okay. And so I've gotten, a, I've gotten away from that. And so I'm trying to, trying to find a, a, a happy place. And nice, uh, nice happy meeting. This is, this is working for me. So I'm... I'm really enjoying the, and I've really just I, I really just started drinking these yesterday. Sure. So because uh, last uh, when we were here for uh, church a couple weeks ago, I was drinking just vodka and water with some lemon. All right. Just wasn't feeling it. I gotta have some bubbles. I think it's, the bubbles are are it just gives you that nice mouthfeel. I'm I'm a fan of bubbles. Are you a fan of bubbles? I mean, I like um, you know, believe it or not, I actually do like Perrier and uh, Topatico. Yeah, the, the the mineral water, right? Um, along with um, a lot of people like to hate it, but I like it. Is Lacroix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all, all all those sort of you know sparkling you know water sort of thing. Uh, I got off into that after I got my taste buds back and began to be able to taste. Yeah. You know, those different what, flavors. What what happened to your taste buds? Well, I mean, I, I used to eat crap right you know, all the time, and when that stopped. And I started, you know, eating, eating healthy. real foods. Yeah. Um, slowly over time, I got my taste back to where I didn't necessarily need nowhere near as much sugars as I had had prior, you know, per right. every, you know, dish or intake. So um, I can have these things that have literally no sugar, but I can differentiate between a Perrier, a Topatico, um, you know, a sparkling water. Um, or those sort of things, and the sugar isn't necessarily what makes it for me. Is kind of like like you were saying, like the mouthfeel and what kind of effect does it have? And I find overall Perrier to be the most refreshing, but at the same time, it's the most expensive. Right. right. So it's because it's got that fucking French name. Yeah. Right. And you know, you, if it's French, you, it's gonna be high quality. You you, you go with Perrier. Yeah. M- most of the time. Um, no, I mean that's that's what that's how you say it. Oh yeah. The, I didn't know there was another way. It, most people I know call it Perrier because uh, it's French. They hit well, you. Yeah, they yeah, hit yeah. that. Right, right. It's the eh at yeah. the end. Yeah, no, nah, you know, because you gotta you gotta really sell it like you're a douchebag. Nah. Perrier, Perrier. No, nah, man, I, I, I'm I'm not about that. Uh, you know, shishi poo poo. You know, <laughs> like like I, I keep it real. So I see Perrier. It says Perrier to me, um, and. When I ask for it, I say, "Give me a Perrier." They know what I'm talking about, right? So, well, it's Texas, so I mean, yeah, yeah, no, you know, and I use that to my advantage, exactly. You know, whenever I, feel I can, you. I feel yeah. you. Um, where was I going to go next? So, uh, this is where I will do a tease for a, a possible upcoming project because we're talking about changes in in what we eat and drink and stuff like that. You may want to stay tuned. There may be news coming down the pike. Of a new Jogpod project that's in the works, so oh, shit. you might want to stay tuned for that because there's changes afoot. There's <laughs> change in the air. Nice. So uh, 
you might want to stay tuned for that but uh we won't we won't go any further than that just to let you know that uh the times times they are a changing as they say i'm with it man as i uh finish my teas we'll have another sip of our delicious cocktail and after uh after we get that sip in we'll go to trigger point number two mm. for ken mm. something i definitely want to talk mm. about <laughs> man you don't like robots at all man no fuck that first of all here's the deal i'm down with robots all the way you know because a lot of that a lot of what drives our society is automation and um you know robotic industry what i'm not down with is slapping human faces and human likeness upon things that are not human so this can include anything from robots to uh more robots to basically if if it's completely a fucking robot it's not you know like it's one thing if somebody has like a prosthetic limb you know i don't consider you an android even though technically or cyborg rather even though technically by definition you are uh, even if you have a pacemaker, you know, you're a cyborg. You know, if you don't believe me, look up the definition of cyborg, and then we'll talk after that. But as far as the shit that I was seeing tonight, nah, fuck all of that, dude. They they had, they had they were slapping children's faces on these robots. They had robots in the gym lifting weights. They had robots at the fucking golf course teeing off and fuck that dude no nah, fuck them dude the robot they, the robots at the gym and at the fucking at the uh at the the driving range they didn't have human faces though man they can fucking never have our life though their their, their job is to build our shit not to be us yeah. that's our shit we're supposed to be humans not them but if you think about it we're almost like robots because robots see things through a digital screen what do people do all day long is stare at a fucking digital screen. They look at life through these fucking screens. So we're not that much further away from being robots. But here's the thing, though. We have There's the ability. A, the, gap, the gap is narrowing. Not, is not, 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 yeah. I, I argue not at all. Okay. Here's why. All right. Because I, even as somebody that is completely deficient from a mental standpoint, I have agency. Meaning that if I'm the lowest, if I'm on the lowest rung of intelligence, whatever is commonly accepted as, you know, being able body and right. someone that's able to care and do for themselves, even if I'm well below that level and I need like the state or I need some form of assistance right. to help me, I still have agency. That right. means that I can do for myself or I can do what I choose at any time. Right. A machine can only do what is told. Right. That's, that's the end of the argument but what i'm saying is that gap is narrowing there's a lot of people that do more of what they're told and less of what they choose to do these days you're, you're not you're not wrong but that's a choice right no i know that, but i'm not saying choice. but i'm saying that if that cycle continues it didn't used to be like that really at all sure and if you creep a little bit and you creep a little bit i'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow but generations like I, that gap will continue to close no, no, as people spend less time, you know, people, people don't, uh, people are, are not necessarily acquiring knowledge anymore. No, I, they're, I, I they're just that. reading things I, I, I and, get in, that. And, and, and intake. I get that. But my, my point is that even with all of what you're presenting, as far as that narrowing or limiting of perspective, yeah. um, 
people still have the ability to be like, fuck this. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z at, any, sure. at any point in time. Right. right. And so the, the true power of that is that that's where your agency or your ultimately your, where your sovereignty comes from. Right. And that's really the name of the game is what do you choose to do with your own personal ability at any time? A computer can never do that. Ever. It can only do what has been programmed to do, what has been set forth to do. What if there's an evolution in that sort of computing process where it actually learns to think for itself and make its own choices? You we don't think, that's, we, you don't think we, that would ever be possible? I can't say that it will ever be possible, but what I can say is... What if, what if someday fucking Ultron rolls through? I don't know about that. But no, for real, check it. It's like okay. So by the way, you may not want to watch Avengers: Age of Ultron if you haven't watched it already. You may want to skip that one. There's a lot of fucking robots who learn to think for themselves in that movie. I mean, you know, when I when I see Hollywood, like I already suspend my belief. But you know, the point I was going to make is that even with that considered, we still have to go off of the evidence of what we see today, right now. And so the problem isn't necessarily machines you know, um, thinking for themselves is companies and individuals and groups having access to all th- this wealth of data, essentially, that machines will act upon in unseen ways. Right. And kind of like, the like let's just say, real-world consequences of this is like, for example, where um, Apple had a uh, quote-unquote bug in their... Um, face unlock feature for their iPhone right. where it thought all, you know, Asian people look identical, you know, which is nonsense. But again, this is something that comes from where you're dealing with data in a segmented form that only so many people have visibility over. Right. So I don't necessarily think that it's impossible, but with what I've been shown so far, a hammer is always going to do what a hammer does. Yeah. And a screwdriver is always going to do what a screwdriver does. Maybe at some point in time in the future, we might have really, really smart tools that can evolve for this specific situation. But right here, right now, right? No, nah, that's that, that shit ain't going down, dude. And and I, I just, I, it always it, it, it grinds my gears <laughs> when 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 I see you know them you know slapping on human faces on robots and shit. Um, to have sort some sort of like emotional appeal, right? And, and that's ultimately what it is: is to kind of get at your emotions. So, so what you're saying is, I should definitely not buy you a real doll for Christmas. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Even though, um, you know, this is you not do not you do not want a Japanese sex robot. No, I'm good on that. Now, if you get a Japanese twerk bot, like, let's talk about that twerk bots. Yeah, yeah. You're all about the twerk bot life. Yeah, if if we can if we can get one, you know, I want I want to make it happen. But should we start a jog pod GoFundMe for a twerk bot for the studio? Um, just set the twerk bot over in the corner. Not, not necessarily. I actually have a, a a side business venture that I'm working on with some friends um, to involve uh, sex robots. But um, okay, yeah, we, we, we can we can talk about that uh, offline. That's a, that's like. an off air conversation. Something All like right. that. Yeah. Are you looking for angel investors? <laughs> At this point, we're looking more so for what is going to provide the most bang for the most buck. Um, the problem that we're having is that, you know, a lot of the people that I'm involved with want to go towards, um, males essentially, or robots that you can fuck. Right. Um, and my thought is like, yo, we need to focus on the females and robots that can fuck you. Wow. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Ain't ain't, ain't that about a bitch. Sorry. My, 
my brain just exploded a little bit. It happens, man. Didn't explode in my pants, but my brain exploded. Welcome to my life, dude. But, um, yeah, so as soon as we work out some of these uh, creative differences and then we look at, you know, um, what the different units will cost, uh, we'll have a better, we'll be in a better place to ask for money and be like, we need this money for this objective. Got you. Right. Got you. But as far as putting, you know, child faces on non-existent androids, fuck all of that shit to all hell. I'm not, I'm, I'm not with it. Fuck them. When you get into like, like I, I kind the, of that's overall, the creepy valley I kind of to overall, yeah, I kind of overall think like sex dolls are kind of creepy. Oh yeah. No, but absolutely. Like, if you were, if you got into like modifications, I feel like there would be like some creepy dude out there or like that they would want to like try to make it like a, like a young person. That's already been happening. That's fucking not, like people mm-hmm. are fucking. Although like, is it better? Is it better if someone who's super fucked up in the head? To fuck, fuck up, fuck to, a to to acquire a robot that has then, like then, a childlike try, face try to, to have on, it, then have an a, then fucking actual kid. Here's my I, thing. I, it's bo- It's all fucking. The fact that my brain has gone down this path, I am now disturbed with myself. But you, you, like, you, should, you shouldn't be because like it's something that we will no doubt have to face. You know, um, but. Like someone's the, someone's gonna ask for that accessory option. No, it's already. Been, it's, I'm telling you, it's already been done. No, I know, like, but this, I'm just this, saying this, like, this is this is like almost old news, if you will. Like the point where they're at is almost making kind of like chimeras, if you will, where you have what appears to be a man, but then it's a woman, or vice versa, and it gets into really slippery fucking slope areas. Yeah, you know. But as far as like you know what you're mentioning. I think that we need to better understand the human mind and how to work with these clear fucking, you know, deficiencies uh, than we need to be supplying the market, you know, because what if your shit breaks down and then you're like, well, you know, I'm going to pay money to the highest bidder to get what I need. Right. Right. So if we understand and we have a way to work with that, that is non-harm and involves no fucking of anything right and we can move on and, and be better ultimately yeah versus the human you know sticking our dicks in robots the human brain is so weird it is and there's so much going on eventually sometime in some future whether it's 10 20 100 a thousand years from now right someone's gonna unlock how the, like the full potential of the brain and how to manipulate that and I would, I would so, I would be so worried. Like that's the sort of thing that could be used for so much good, but so much evil. What, what, was, what was some girl's name? Uh, and um, not, not evil. What, what was, what was her name in in the movie where she got to hundred percent? Oh, I don't know. Um, for Scarlett Johansson. Yes, yes, yes. Like Scarlett Johansson, be down. Absolutely, please. Yes, I'm. I'm ready for that 100. percent Right. You know, I mean, the movie was. It was a a bit of bullshit, but at the same time, they were trying to convey what that would potentially look like. And um, likewise, I think that we will understand these things at some point in time, but the true beauty of the human spirit is that you know again we have this agency 
we have this ability to just do whatever the fuck we're going to do. And even though in a sense we are programmed, we're led to know certain things and talk in certain dialects and have culture and all that sort of good shit. We can come up with our own at any point in time or say, fuck it all and burn everything down to the ground and then start it new. So that is ultimately what separates us from the mechanized world and the computerized world is that we have a spirit, whereas they have an instruction set that is put in place by those who have a spirit. Right. So I, it just it just got hella deep. That's great. I fucking, <laughs> it's awesome. It's a fantastic conversation. I... If we ever got to the point where people could start to like, just for example, because we're talking about the the robot thing, where some you know the child versus the robot in, yeah. in that mindset and that thinking. If someone had the ability to go in and and that person had that part of their brain, you could fix that part of their brain. Sure. I feel like that would be so great, but at the same time, that that capability could be used for things that are not good you know no, i mean that goes so it's just that, like, goes, that goes with any tool man and then and, and then you get into yeah I, exactly any any tool a hammer could fucking bash somebody's head in or it could build a house you yeah. know um i don't know like it may sound weird but i don't necessarily see those things as pure defects but maybe they've grown from something else that is unseen yeah you know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you work in technology and a lot of times, you know, we have this term that we call scope creep, where the scope of your mission becomes either so narrowly or widely defined that you forget what your actual aim is. So maybe there is never a single point where there's an instruction to be like, yo, let's, you know, go pursue kids. Right. But maybe there's some mutation or something that is it like I'm, I'm trying to find the right words to put this in but it is it's basically a degradation of what we would normally have as a normal and uh pure drive and for whatever reason it's stuck it's, it's it's been in place so you can almost look at it like a bug but it started off from normal beginnings you know right. the same way that any other technology you have, it starts off from a normal, you know, beginning, but then after a certain point, it's outgrown its utility, or perhaps it has some sort of insecurity or vulnerability in it. Right. And if it's not addressed, it can be exploited by a greater system. Yeah. And obviously, uh, humans have evolved over decades, you know, over thousands of years and stuff like that. Obviously, our evolution is not going to end with, you know, growing thumbs. You know, Hopefully. we've 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 evolved, so you know, and and now it's now it seems like we're more in a like technolo- technological evolution. Right. What do you think would be the next? Ev- what What do you what What could you foresee as the next evolution of like? Is it? You know, are we completely focused on technol technological evolution, or do you think that we'll evolve as human beings into something better, or? Like at have, some point, at some point, I have a, a, at some point, does the ways. earth just shake us off like a bad case of fleas and move on and something else can rise up? It, it, it can do that at, at any time. Yeah. Um, I don't think we really, you know, 
affect the earth on that level, to be honest, um, to where it's like, you know, these damn humans, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just think it's the same way that a cow lets a flea be on it. And if it's ever a problem, it's just like, well, swing it over tail, you know, and, and we're done. Um, as far as evolution is concerned, concerned. the evolution front for humans there's two parts that i see to it we got the one side where we're going towards the hive mind because we have such a level of interconnectivity and the ability to self-publish and be connected across a myriad of different devices and platforms right um and this leads to where you almost have like a hive mind in certain circumstances for whatever topic or whatever the interest is. That's one side. And to an extent we have that, you know, already today, you know, we don't have to necessarily wait, um, you know, for any really extended period of time, we can just go online and see that happening in action. Um, on, on the other side though, we have something that has been with humanity for some time, but it waxes and wanes in terms of its ability to be used in mass. And the idea would be the exploration of uh, inner space. And so there's an idea or a theory out there that the reason why we don't see aliens, you know, just constantly showing up to the planet or, or whatever, not to say that they're not, but, you know, the idea is always like, why don't they land on the White House, you know, lawn or whatever, you know, make their presence known, is that essentially they are busy exploring themselves via either chemicals or technology or both. And, you know, the thought being that the expansiveness of inner space is just as vast and great as outer space. So they're spending all their time exploring themselves and you know maybe they're working through their own trauma or their own bullshit yeah and it's it's very human nature to like well why wouldn't they just pay attention to us right well that's because they don't give a fuck about us right right they're they're busy they're busy i said busily they're they're busy doing their own shit um whereas you know we are still just trying to you know we're trying to just agree at a at a, a world level, so who knows what you know what different things they deal with. Uh, just the other day too, I had uh, interest in discussion with a coworker, and basically we were saying, you know, what if you had some alien species out there, and the idea being that higher levels of thought and comprehension lead to greater and higher amounts of different mental ailments you may experience so you know as a lower life form or perceived lower life form you may not experience as many but when you're at a human level 
you can have all levels of crazy, right? Multiply that by however many times intelligent, you know, these theoretical aliens would be. Right. And what sort of craziness do they have to deal with, you know, in order to kind of get themselves right and keep themselves in line? Not to mention the fact that uh, aliens probably are would no doubt pick up our communications and Already. see the sort of shit that we that we use as entertainment Already. And, and all that sort of stuff. They're like, oh, they still send pictures of their genitals to each other. Why the fuck would we? Let's, we're not giving them a time. Can you believe the shit that they show themselves to entertain themselves? Like, they, we're not that fucking interesting. So why, they're probably like, oh yeah. We uh we found a, a, a people like you a couple solar systems over. It was a fucking waste of our time. We'll, we'll, we'll a couple thousand years maybe. Right. We'll, 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 pay we'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Absolutely, uh, man. Or there's already aliens among us. True. And we just don't even know. We don't. We don't recognize them. Right. Would you have sex with an alien? Absolutely. I. I you know. It, it's just a matter of time. Have you ever had sex with an alien that you're aware of? Not that I'm aware of, but have, I, have there been a couple possibilities? Yes, I, I, like, I, 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 a couple I where you weren't sure. I don't want to say necessarily uh, like extraterrestrial, you know, or beyond the planet, but you know, their spirit, you know, preceded them. It it it, it went well beyond well beyond <laughs> the bounds of their body. How about that? You know, it was it was some of that. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> cheers. We'll cheers to that. We'll cheers to <laughs> some, that. Some of that golden child, man. You know, like. Holy moly, you know, so I haven't, I don't know, I haven't been on a spaceship, you know, uh, to my knowledge, uh, allegedly, um, but as far as, like, you know, sexual experiences that are beyond the pale and for the positive and wonderful, oh, yes. Oh. You're just down for, you're just down for new adventures. Oh, yeah. Like, just in general. Absolutely. Speaking of, advent- of adventures, how was that adventure that you went on with that steak I made for dinner tonight? Oh, Woo! Man, that, that. You know Woo! what? After after all of the the weirdness um, that I experienced um, these last two days over the weekend and whatnot, uh, I really needed some good grounded friendship rooted in you know service to others, uh, like making excellent food. You know that of which we had um, that I experienced just a few hours uh, back, and it, it helped you know reset the bullshit. You know, it, it it just helped wipe that whole slate away. So, you know, I, I feel, you know, that that steak, you know, has purified my being. Like, I, you know, no bullshit. It, I was like, this is this it is what the fuck I needed. Wasn't exactly the waters of Lake Minnetonka, but uh, yeah, no, nah, man, we did uh, we did the best that we could with uh, some all American prime beef. Yeah, no, nah, and, and you know, I, I put you up on game on the you know Pittsburgh rare. You looked it up. You know, like it was like all right, all right, and then I came over here. Flames was going. Them steaks was getting nice and charred on the outside, and there was pink on the inside. And, you know, uh, Nikki had said earlier that, you know, she could have did well to just eat half but ate the whole thing. I, I did the same thing. Right. I could have ate just half, but, man, that whole thing was so good. And then, you know, a couple hours after it was done, I was like, shit, they got any more steaks? Is there any more? Oh, <laughs> we oh, got any more around? I was looking around. We got, those, we got those thin-ass ribeyes that AGB sent me. We could fire those bad boys up. I mean, you know, I'm I'm good right now, man. But Those are those are going to be nice uh, breakfast steak and eggs. Steaks. That probably would. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, totally. Looking forward to that later totally. this week. Yeah. Make that happen. I'm, I'm definitely glad to have shared that, um, that cooking technique with you because I think I had picked it up 
um, after going to a restaurant, I forget even which one, but somebody, you know, it was like my waiter told me about it and then they did it. And it's like, I've attempted to order my steak like that anytime we go somewhere. We, uh, speaking of steak, I haven't really talked about my Vegas trip on the podcast, but I, uh, for, for a long time, I've wanted to get a tomahawk ribeye. Got that big ass bone on there. What, what's big, the tomahawk? What's the tomahawk? So a tomahawk is a, it's a real big steak where it has the long the long bone, uh-huh. and uh, it's just it's a it's a beautiful piece of meat. And a couple of different times I've been at restaurants where it's been on the, been on the menu. There's um there's a steakhouse that we went to uh, downtown. What's the name of that steakhouse? Vic and yeah, Vic and Anthony's. Mm, yeah. It was on the menu. I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, a couple other times I've had the chance, and uh, I was in Vegas, up on the 65th floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel, and uh, it was with my buddy Travis, and Travis and I have spent many a night hanging out, doing all kinds of random shenanigans in uh, right. central Minnesota, and we we had a lovely time. The last time we went to Vegas together, there's a, a larger a larger group of us. And uh, this time it was just me and him. We had an opportunity to uh, go and and have a nice, nice evening together. He uh, he hooked it up for us to get up to the found. It's called the Foundation Room, and uh, I'm familiar with. There's a Foundation Room at the House of Blues here in Houston, and you know it's downtown and it's like on the first floor and it's just whatever. I mean it looks nice in the pictures. All right. When when he texted me, he's like, "Yeah, I have a reservation for us at the Foundation Room at the Mandalay Bay." I'm like. Okay. All the places. Why the fuck are we going there? And I go and get to Mandalay Bay and go to the the place where you go in and uh, tell you know give the guy my name. He's like, oh yeah, we got you taken care of. Come with me. And he points me to an elevator. Hmm. I because I, I thought I was walking when he walked me around the corner. I thought I was going into the restaurant. Hmm. He was like, all right, yeah, this uh, this elevator will take you right up there. It's, it doesn't stop anywhere else. It's like what? I like get in this elevator and it's going up and up <laughs> and it says 60. I'm like sick. Where the, where the fuck am I? Right. And I walk in and it's dark mahogany woods and mm. it's got that smell of leather and wood and yeah. beautiful women. Three of my favorite smells. And I walk into this bar. There's people everywhere and music is loud. There's my buddy Travis standing around at the bar. Dressing as only he can dress. The pair of jeans, a nice polo shirt, and a gray Hanes hoodie. We're out at this nice-ass restaurant, and he's just rocking his hoodie. Right. I, gotta, I love that guy. Also, was carrying an uh, empty aluminum uh, Coors light can that he was using as his spitter because he's a, he's a tobacco fella. Sure. Never change, Travis. I love you. And... uh we order a couple drinks, and uh, he orders a beer, and uh, I'm like, I-, I need a cocktail. So the, the bartender was standing there, and I was like, make make me something. What's your special? What's your specialty? Make me something. And uh, he's like, all right, I got some. I got a, I got a gin drink for you to try. I was like, all right, I haven't had gin in a while. The guy turns around to make the drink, and my buddy Travis is also a bartender. He's like, Dude, don't ever ask the bartender to make you drink. He's going to make you the most expensive thing that he makes. It's like, eh, it's Vegas. We live once. He makes me this gin drink with uh, ginger beer and some orange 
and some grapefruit. He called it Scarlett Johansson's bathwater. Oh, yeah. Because it's so good, everyone wants to drink it. Ready. And I'll be goddamned <laughs> if this drink wasn't delicious. <laughs> so delicious to the point where I just wanted to continue drinking them. The problem was they were $20.50 each for a glass that was about as big as the one I'm holding right here, which right, is like right, a, you know right. a typical cocktail tumbler. So right. he was right. Travis was. He's... Sage advice is always. Travis never steers me wrong. Travis is always pointing me in the right directions on things. I should have been like him. I should have ordered a seven dollar blue moon, but I was in Vegas living my best life. And that 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 tomahawk is it different than the porterhouse, or is that just what they call it? So a porterhouse, um, a porterhouse is is a specific cut. Mm-hmm. A porterhouse is, um. Yeah, it's a different thing. So it's still a ribeye, but it has the rib bone. Mm. So still, it's still the steak is still attached to the big ass rib bone, and uh, they it's cook got it up. The tomahawk. And, yeah, it's a tomahawk. Okay, it's beautiful. I got pictures. All I, right, uh, we'll 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 take a look. I want to see them, man, because I'll be hungry for steak then. We uh, but to Put continue to continue the story. So we're up on the sixty fifth floor, and he's like, "We got to go look at the view." I'm like, "The view? What are you talking about?" He's like, "Follow me." So we walk walk down the where it's like this little club and. Go around the corner and out the door. Right out the door. It's the Las Vegas Strip. Just mm. laid out in front of me. I'm, on the, I'm, I'm at the top of the Mandalay Bay Casino. Looking north to the Strip. And it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. And uh, to stand there with, uh, with a guy that I love and respect. And, and uh, who means a lot to me. And a guy who's, who I stood up for at his wedding. And he's a... Uh, Always been an important person to me. So to to have that experience with a guy like that, it was it was a lot of fun. So we stood there and chit chatted, enjoyed the view, and went in and had a fantastic meal. It was, it was one of those meals where you you get your food, you know, you cut into that beautiful steak, and you take a bite, and you just sit back and savor it. I think a lot of times, and I know Nikki and I get into this habit as well. We'll go out and. We want our food as fast as we can get it, and we eat it, and we get the fuck out of there. It's like we're we're spending this money. We're going to this restaurant. Like, when we pump the brakes a little bit and enjoy the experience. So Travis and I definitely did that. I think we had about a two-hour dinner, <laughs> and uh, ordered an appetizer of uh, foie gras. Nice on a toast. Nice. Oh God damn it! On toast. Oh, this fucking foie gras was so good. It was so good that it almost cost me a friendship with another buddy that was in town. My my buddy Dana loves him duck loves him some ducks. I'm not sure how he feels about ge- about geese. So Dana, it's possible that this was a goose liver and not a duck liver. So maybe you don't have to hate me as much, but he doesn't like it. He he loves ducks. He doesn't like when people eat ducks. What about quail? I don't think he gives a fuck about quails. Oh man, shit. So I, I'm sure we could eat quails and he wouldn't matter. He wouldn't mind, but. Uh, I, I got to connect on some good quail, man. It was a beautiful thing. We uh, we sat there and we finished our meal, and Travis was like, "This this night calls for cigars." I'm like, all right, I don't have a, I haven't had a cigar in a while. We uh, he he goes off and procures a couple cigars, and he's like, "Yeah, they said we could just go smoke these really wherever we want." And as uh, where we were sitting for uh, for our meal looked out into the the balcony area it was a a private uh 
uh, private uh, club area for uh, members of the foundation room. And there was a there was a door that you could go through right next to our table. So Travis and I were like, yeah, let's just go out there. There's not that many people out there. Who cares? He said we'd go smoke these wherever we want. We'll just go out there. So we opened the door, and there's a there's a velvet rope, kind of blocking the area, and uh, in true Travis and Dustin fashion, when we're together, velvet ropes don't mean shit to us. We just stepped over that fucking thing like we belong there. <laughs> Turns out in Vegas, if you act like you belong somewhere, chances are people are just gonna assume that you belong there. So we stood there with our drinks and light up our cigars. There's a guy, uh, some security guys working there, the earpieces and everything. And All right. There's a, uh, there's like these cou- like uh, VIP couch areas and stuff like that. We're kind of just standing out, not bothering anybody. One of the security guys goes, "Why don't you guys just come? My, here, we'll set you up over here. We'll sit down." He just assumed, like many people would, that we were VIP members. So we took over a VIP bottle service area where you're supposed to spend a lot of money. We spent shit. We tipped that guy 20 bucks, smoked our cigars, drank our drinks. People people are looking at us. It's like, yeah, that's right. We belong here. Right. Watching, uh, watching some people try way too hard. <laughs> Girls and guys. A lot of scantily clad women that weekend. It's very nice. Vegas is always good. Vegas is always good. Especially we were uh, just a couple of days ahead of the porn, the big porn convention. So uh, the uh, the adult performers were starting to trickle in that weekend. So Much like they, they, they are for a Super Bowl? There was, a lot of, there was a lot of scattered ass walking around Mandalay Bay. But, uh, yeah, that was... One of that was at, towards the top of my list of, of favorite restaurant experiences. So I highly recommend the Foundation Room at the top of Mandalay Bay Casino. It wasn't cheap, but uh, you, you know you pay for ambiance and you pay for experience. And uh, the wait staff was fantastic, and they took really good care of us. So uh, that was that was night one of Vegas. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the following day was uh, was Sunday. We watched a lot of football. And I uh, drank way too many beers and uh, fell asleep early. Didn't eat any food all day. That was a bad move. Sure. Yeah. 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 When uh, you pass out from having far too many beers and wake up at two in the morning with like the uh, the beard, like the post alcohol twitches and you're scared that you like you really need to eat. But you're afraid that if you try to get dressed and walk down the hallway that you'll throw up or collapse. And so you just elect to hope and pray that uh, you you can make it to when room service is available at six in the morning. <laughs> you channeled the, the, the power of baby Jesus. <laughs> I channeled I channeled the power of baby Jesus already, man. But uh, the folks at the Westgate Casino took really good care of us and uh, had a really had a really good time in Vegas. And uh, can't wait can't wait to go back. I uh, I know you and I have been talking about. Uh, you went to a Cirque du Soleil show here yeah. in Houston that you were really excited about. I did. Of course, there's tons of great Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil shows in Las Vegas. So it uh, seems like that might be something that uh, we need to check out sometime. Oh, absolutely. I do have a Vegas earmark for later on this year. There's um, a convention 
Um, the same one I went to in Florida uh, right. back in uh, 2018. Uh, this time it's going to be in Vegas. So, yeah, there's going to there's gonna be some um, some fun to be had. Vegas is such a good time. When is that convention? Uh, October. Ooh. All right. I'll have to give me them dates. Already. Might, uh, might have to join you on that adventure. You can uh, go to your little... Uh, meetings and stuff and i'll sleep and then uh sure let the uh i'm sure we'll, i'm sure we'll be good boys it'd be totally fine i mean i i you know steaks steaks cigars and i had, a, I had a, i'll just i'll just say that i had a good time in florida and i ran into some people that i had already known on twitter but i didn't know who they were in person right and we were kicking it in person beautiful and i figured it out when i got back home awesome you know? And met some nice out of towners too. And well, that's how Marty and I met. I was on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We met uh, Marty and I met through uh, our love of of uh, deceased comedian Ralphie May. Already. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out, Ralphie. R.I.P. My friend. For real. Sure. Uh, what else? So, uh, what else has been going on in your world, man? Man, just we haven't. We've uh we've we've talked but we haven't really you know we haven't talked on the podcast. Um, I don't know. I just I got confirmation from a good friend of mine and an ex. You know that someone that we that we all know uh, is essentially a psychopath disconnected from reality. Whoa. And it was good to hear this, um, so that I wasn't thinking that like, hey, you know what the fuck had just happened, <laughs> you know, and I was able to at least bounce my experience and then hear the same things said from their experience. And it all kind of lined up, you know, to the same, um, the same disconnected reality, you know, sort of thing. So that was, you know, even though you don't necessarily want to have an un um, unannounced approach with, someone that's disconnected from reality. Right. Um, it's good to know that you have friends um, that you can talk to and have communication with and be able to share an experience and say, yeah, man, you know, that was the same experience I had. Or, no, 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 you're totally wrong. And in this case, um, you know, multiple people said the same exact thing that had no connection with one another. And they all had their own experiences. Um, so that just, you know, it just made that picture of what I went through much more, uh, you know, clear and resolute. I know that, uh, that you've been looking at for a new place. Oh yeah. What, uh, what's the motivation behind moving? Uh, well, it's time to get out there, uh, to basically be, uh, be fully, uh, fully independent again. And to be, I want to look at places that are, you know, near work. Right. Um, I've, I've toyed around with the idea of pulling a mortgage. Uh, but at the same time, I haven't necessarily gone down any, you know, road. Right. Um, uh, you know, completely yet. So I'm still, are, still just looking out there. So are, you're not completely free right now? No, no. And, and that's the thing, you know, like I have a situation where, you know, I live with family, you know, I pay them however much. Oh, okay. I have I my you. own space. Right. But, this I is, guess we've never talked about your living situation before. This this is after having you know been had my own right you know 
apartment or whatever. Because you had your own spot, then like you left your job or you 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 got like laid off or whatever and then harvey happened and you got fucked out of like a bunch of money and shit right yeah yeah no doubt and so it's like i'm there and you know the 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 house situation there is cool right but at the same time i don't have full control over you know what i mean everything yep. that goes down and so even though it's like you know i got my own room and got my own space to an extent i still want to be able to have complete control and right say, like you know, if, if you if, decide you're going to fuck up, it's on me. You right. Know? And if, I if you decide you're going to roll out of bed, bug ass naked and walk from one end of your place to the sure. other, and ain't nobody going to say shit because it's your place. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, it's naked time, dude. You That's know, right. for, and not not even on some like sexual shit. Just like, hey, no. fuck the clothes. The curtains is, you know, dude, they, as they're soon out as, of view. As soon as you leave, I'm taking my pants off. No, I'm, I'm with like, you, man. Fuck wearing pants. Yeah, no, I'm, in I'm my with own house. it. If there is not people here, there's very like, and I mean, it's the pants free zone. Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm sh- shocked more often that Nikki doesn't ask me to put more clothes on because this has got to be a lot to take in visually. I can't imagine, but you know she doesn't say anything. She just lets a roll. She likes to, she likes to be free as well. Sure, we're not nudists or anything like that. We're not weirdos. Sure, you know, like Marty and his fucking nudist colony thing. That no, I'm just teasing. But uh, do you know Marty used to DJ at a nudist resort? Wow. Yeah, he's I wonder. Got, I wonder. Oh, he's got stories, boy. I bet. Oh, I bet. Does he have stories? He, does he's got I bet stories he, i absolutely bet he does man oh my goodness oh god it's not There's, i gotta it's not, it's i gotta not, get him not as good get him, as you I, would hope it would be no no but he's got good stories i know i, I know he I does gotta, <laughs> no absolutely like nudist resorts are never like shangri-la where everyone's yeah. like uh, nah, maxim magazine models running nah, around nah but nah, uh nah. yeah i gotta get him back over here and in that chair with a drink in his hand and the stories will flow Life will be good again. If man. you uh, if you're new to this podcast and and you haven't heard uh, Marty on the Cocktail Hour where he tells nudist resort stories, uh, the few that I was able to get out of him, I highly recommend running back and and finding that episode. So definitely uh, run into the archives that that should be up there for for you to to check out. But Marty uh, Marty's led an interesting life. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He, uh, shout out to. Uh, his, I don't know that I've talked about this on the podcast. Motherfucker got married. Woo! Got got engaged and got married in the span of like six weeks. I so, mean, uh, it happens like that sometimes. Shout out, shout out to the newlyweds. What else is going on, man? We've uh, we've uh, been going out this for like an hour. Do we need to talk anymore? Or should we wrap it up so you can go? You got you got you got work tomorrow, so I, 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 probably don't want to be staying out too late. I, I do have late. I do have uh, Caucasian related activities to take care of tomorrow. <laughs> don't laugh. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's the truth. But no, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that can be said. Uh, but like like you were saying earlier. You know, I I definitely am looking uh, for a, a new spot, something definitely you know close to work, still within the same area that you know I've been in, but um, yeah, the whole thing is independence, man, and kind of goes to some of the the stuff we was talking about on the robotics you know front earlier. You know, it's all about I want to have my own agency. For real, I want to have my own sovereignty. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we wrap things up. 
I did post that we were recording on Facebook and see if anybody had any questions for us. So let's uh, head on over to the Book of Face and see if anyone has anything to say. The Face Bro. So the legend himself, Nate Alman, checks in and uh, he wants to know, people are saying this was one of the worst Super Bowls they've ever seen. Sure. But I thought it was exciting to watch because you could tell that they were both introducing new offensive and defensive schemes from what we've seen in the past in order to gain an edge. Was it really the worst Super Bowl of all time, or is America just so infatuated with scoring that they can't appreciate a well-played, well-matched game, hence the overall dislike of how low-scoring sports such, uh, hence the overall dislike of other low-scoring sp- sports such as soccer? Well, uh, well, Nate, I I agree to to an extent. It definitely was a chess match between a really great offensive mind like Sean McVay and a really great defensive mind like Bill Belichick. Um, you noticed uh, in the second half, uh, Tony Romo mentioned this in the broadcast how uh, McVay uh, adjusted to when they were coming to the huddle uh, after they uh, after the 15 second mark where. Belichick can no longer talk to his uh, defensive players on the field to to adjust game plan. So I thought that made for an interesting strategy. Um, I don't know. It's. I think you could have a def- I think you could have had a more much more entertaining defensive battle of a game. Yeah. I think the. No doubt. I think where people are getting uh, are, ha- are having a problem is not so much the points that were scored, but the Rams inability to move the ball. They never could really get any drives going. Like you could have, like if they got into a situation where, you know, they ran a seven or eight play drive and had some big gains and stuff like that. That's when it started to get better in the fourth quarter. So was it the, I don't know if it was the worst Super Bowl game of all time. I don't really give a shit about statements like that at the best of the worst of whatever. Um, it was a really fun. I thought it was an enjoyable fourth quarter to watch, Absolutely. Um, especially those last eight minutes as we talked about earlier in the po- uh, in the podcast. But I mean, overall, it was not a great football game to watch. Um, and I think that uh, you know, people do people do have an infatuation with uh, big numbers going up on scoreboards, but you know. It's, it's just one of those things. People, people want excitement. So I think you can have an ex- you could have had an exciting defensive struggle that people would have appreciated more than you know the Rams punting like nine times in a row. I think that's where you get into that. But <laughs> best or worst, I don't know. Who gives a shit at that point? What uh, do you have any uh, analysis that you want to add to uh, to his thoughts? See, the thing is, I don't watch it. <laughs> nowhere near as close to understand what has been like, let's just say the vibe of the season in terms of how plays are being completed and made for sure. But you are right. And that from the way that we do sports, we want to see completions uh, versus any sort of technicalities. Yeah. And this game was full of technicalities up until the last, you know, like for the first 75% of the game, it was all technicalities. And after that scoring started happening, but even then, they were still – it was tit for tat, right? Yep. Yeah. The only thing that I could really comment on was, um, you know, the Patriots just made a shit ton of completions left and right. Yeah. And it seemed like they couldn't be stopped from making them completions. Um, but in terms of that leading to a touchdown, like I just, just said – Just it, couldn't make it happen. It, it only led 
none of those completions led to an actual touchdown until the end of like the last twenty five, you know, percent of the game or so. Yep. So do you uh I know you don't really care about uh, football that much. Are there any sports that you're into at all? Are you a soccer guy or are you into like anything? Like well that? no, I, I I like to actually like to play, but like yeah. as far as watching, like that's not normally, you know, what I would do. Right. So I totally understand the game, but as far as, you know, like like I was saying, you know, keeping up with um, you know, who's hot in the season or like what's the vibe and you know, what what's the general feel? That I, I have no clue on. You you, you know? prefer to you you prefer to be a doer or a participant rather than absolutely. a watcher. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. But I mean we, we did we sat through that whole you know, through the whole game. Only thing only part of the game I wasn't there for was halftime. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, and I will say this. I know people are gonna shit on Adam Levine. I thought that halftime show was perfectly passable. Wasn't great, wasn't blow away, but I thought it was fun, lighthearted. Like you had fun stuff. It had some, uh, some head knots to uh, stuff in Atlanta and stuff like that with Big Boy and and Travis Scott and uh, some good Atlanta stuff. So you know whatever. I enjoy Maroon Five. Like Travis they're Scott not from my Houston though, huh? Travis Scott from Houston. No, but but with Big Boy, they had the nods to to the Atlanta stuff. Um, I I'm a Maroon. I I enjoy. Not, I'm not a huge fan of their newer stuff, but like, you know that that first album, I enjoy Maroon Five, and and I like Adam Levine as a person. So, um, you know, all the with all the quality time I've spent with him, <laughs> he's been a he's a big Howard Stern guy. He's done a bunch of Stern interviews, and I I find oh, him cool. I find him to be a pretty interesting guy. That's cool. Um, Nathan also uh, had a uh, second question uh, regarding the Super Bowl, but not the game. Uh, he wants us to change his mind. He believes that Burger King's Super Bowl marketing strategy for the last decade has been to make the hands down worst possible commercial <laughs> that'll get and but it'll get people to keep talking about their brand. Hmm. That a hundred percent is probably what they're doing. I I think so because I saw that commercial and if you hadn't pointed out that it was Andy Warhol, I would not have known. Right. And, but even that, you know, aside, even if I didn't know, like let's just say who it was from like there, there was somebody in in the art community, um, which Andy Warhol it definitely is. Um, I still would have said, "What the fuck is this commercial about?" <laughs> because it just it was so bland, yeah. and and that was one of the things that I noticed too this year. Like but, I thought it was going to be a ketchup commercial because I didn't see the like beginning that it was noting. Uh, did it did it delineate itself then in, in like at the top that it was Burger King? I saw something where it looked like a Burger King rapper, but what I didn't get was how it was just so nothing. How it was just it was just slow, and it was a dude he was putting on the ketchup. Like I was waiting for something to happen, and nothing really ever happened, you know. And a lot of the commercials I felt were, you know, ultimately kind of like a waste of money. Which you you can make the argument that a lot of commercials are Super Bowl or not, but um, there were only so many that really hit. You know, definitely the Chance the Rapper one was one of them. But a lot of them were just like, yeah, you know. And then we had the cringy ones. And, of course, you know, we had the robots. Fuck them all. But, <laughs> like, uh, the the Burger King one, that I was I was really – it was just weird to me. You know, and even when I was like, oh, it's Andy Warhol, it still was like, well, what's, what's he doing? And then there was a hashtag, eat like Andy. Like, um, so like dip our burgers in ketchup. That's what they want us to do. 
I don't. I just. I don't think I, they have to worry about that because I can't even remember the last time I had a burger from Burger King. It, it's a, it's an excellent struggle meal for sure. You know, like if you're struggling and you know you gotta get you some some food quickly, I think Burger King's your best bet in Is my it? personal opinion. Yeah, because you you can get that Whopper, you can get a double cheeseburger. Um, you know for, what? For I, under three bucks, you, man. You know what I do like there? I like that rodeo cheeseburger. I haven't. I don't got, even know. What they that got tastes uh, like. it's a cheeseburger with uh, some barbecue sauce and an onion ring. Okay, I fuck with that. Sure, sure, but yeah, it's totally to me. You know, it's excellent struggle food. Like if you're struggling, Burger King will give you the the most. You know, the best bang for your buck. It will give you the most distance on what you're doing. But yeah, just it, none of that was communicated to me on that commercial. I just I watched it and I was like, what what's going on here? Why? Why? Why are we? What? What is this? You know. You know, it's funny. You're talking about struggle meals, and I was like, I'm trying to think of all the times. Like, there's been plenty of times where I've not had much money in my life. Sure. And one of the areas I've never cut back on is food choices. <laughs> for, I mean, for me, for me, I'll, as, I will, I will not pay my phone bill in order to eat the food that I want to eat. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had, I've had times, I've had times where you know I had to make make the best with what I had available right. at that moment, even if it meant like digging through couch cushions or, you know, trying to put, you know, scrape pennies together and For all that sure. good shit. So, hell yeah, man. I'm well acquainted with the, the Burger King menu in that way. One of the things that I just realized looking at my notes that we didn't talk about is the fact that in, like, the first commercial break of the game, there was a fucking Avengers Endgame commercial. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I, excited. I still, I still got to watch. I don't know how many movies you got set up for me. I got. I got to. I got to watch at least like eight movies just to get caught up, man. Uh, I. I have like a week. I think it's more than that. I, that's what I'm saying. I've got like a week of movie watching. Yeah, you, just you, to, you may. To, you may need to like uh, pick a Thursday and a Friday to call in, quote unquote, sick. Right. And uh, spend about four days uh, catching up on Marvel movies. Do, do, do want to do? No, I hear you, man. Just I hear to, you. Just, just, uh, or you could do a uh, call in on a Monday and Tuesday, and come over Saturday night, and we can just watch them. I'll fucking watch all. I'll watch those movies over and over again. Hmm. In fact, I'm a little. I'm kind of annoyed that you didn't bring. I thought you were gonna drop those onto a computer and then bring me my thumb drive back so that I could, you know, go back to watching my movies. But you know, whatever. You deleted them off your hard drive. That, uh. Yeah, because I don't have a lot of free space on this computer right now. Oh, shit. My bad, man. That's all right. Hey, hey. I have them on Blu-ray, so it's not the end of the world. Right. And just having them on the files means I don't have to get up and change the disc because I'm a lazy, entitled. Shit, I'm, 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 I'm already. I'm, a lazy, I'm already. I'm hip to that game. I'm a lazy, entitled white person. So and, I know I know exactly how that goes as, as a fellow white person. You know, I'm a, I'm a millennixer. Or whatever the fuck I am, I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a millennial, but I'm not a Gen Xer. I'm like right in the middle. So, um, let's see, was there anything else that I missed? Uh, I think there was one other note that I had. Oh, you, uh, you really wanted me to, you really want me to switch to Verizon. Verizon commercials were hit. I think Verizon commercials were a big winner. They had the first responders commercials. Absolutely. And, uh, my. My phone service, T-Mobile, yes. I'm a big fan of. Also, who, who, former, who loves shitting also, on their customers? Also, formerly uh, employed me right. and uh, kept me fed and clothed and and housed. Um, shout out T-Mobile, um, who I've never had any issues with, but we talked about why that is. That's incredible. But I'm, yeah. on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that special I, T-Mobile plan. I got to get on that plan too, man. 
Uh, I know some people. I do actually know some people that work pretty high up at T-Mobile. So, That's what's uh, up. But I don't get shit out of it. They don't even hook me up with discounts. Fuck you, Adam and Angie. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, but you were wanting to switch to Verizon. Verizon had some had some solid commercials. They did, actually. Yeah. Uh, Verizon had a commercial that made me fucking cry. So, <laughs> Man, tears over here. Hey, I, I ain't ashamed of my tears. I'll let my tears be. flow. This is going to be for for those for those people that know will know why, but this will this will be a teary week as uh as it usually is the first week of February. But we don't need to we don't need to take the podcast down the down a sad note here at the end. We'll we'll finish up with uh any final thought. Do have my drink is gone, so I'm ready to be done. Do you got any final thoughts before we roll out of here? Man, you know what? For real? Thank you so much for having me over, uh, inviting me over. Um, you know, if it didn't come across earlier, this um, invite and everything, Super Bowl be damned, uh, could not have come um, at a more succinct time with all the, the bevy of bullshit that I dealt with from from psychopaths to people fawning over me and kissing my hand. Whoa! You know, all sorts of shit, man. So, like... I'll do that later later um hopefully never but uh it, it was it was really right on time and the food was fucking man shit i was you know as, as with any uh good meal uh i was upset when that shit was gone even though i was full of that motherfucker dude and then a couple hours later i was like shit you know i was, I was looking around and you know opening cupboards and whatnot like, shit, y'all got some thank, mistakes thank, thankfully we had some queso and some cookies hanging yeah, around I, I got down on them too man. we uh we rarely disappoint. So they, they, they paled they paled in comparison to that fucking uh to that fucking steak, man. Yeah. Finally I have a victory over Nikki when it comes to food. They 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 paled in a comparison. I mean it was when when it, it, it never the, seems cookies and steak are two totally different uh this is you true. Know, leverage chains. But yeah, right. But it's like fucking that steak, I just I was appreciative of it, man. And I was also glad to uh be able to you know put you up on the Pittsburgh rare too because that's definitely it. that's an awesome. I appreciate uh, it. Well, visit. well, you're welcome, and we're happy to have you. And uh, really appreciate. We're happy. It, we're happy that uh, that uh, we've we have this friendship, and we really enjoy uh, being around you and and hanging out with you. And uh, you know, that, talking that the, good uh, shit. The uh, the door is always open for you. So if any time yeah. you need to roll through, anytime life there's too much bullshit, you just, you got the number. Got roll the, on through. This is a safe space. And. When it's going to start getting warmer pretty soon. Yeah, I, I was thinking about Pools, that too. Pool sesh. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready, man. Just roll on through anytime this summer, I'm any day. Like the, the fucking, we'll just the gate will be open. We'll just make it happen. I'm ready. I really am. Hop, fuck, you can hop the gate if you want to. I don't give a shit. I'm not doing that. Just live your life. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. That's it. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of Just Another White Guys podcast. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed this lovely conversation. If you were worried. About a post Super Bowl X's and O's breakdown of the podcast for a breakdown of the Super Bowl, you know that's not what we gave you. We gave you a little at the beginning, a little at the end. You probably don't care that much, but what we gave you were little mo- morsels of things to think about as you go through the rest of your week. Much love to all of my beautiful fans and friends and lovers of this podcast. I appreciate all of you who take the time to download, listen, subscribe, follow, share. Share it with more people. Let's continue to grow this thriving, budding JogPod community. So 
We'll get out of here. I'm going to stop rambling. Clearly, I've had too much vodka. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. That's it for this week's podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the five-hole. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.